Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Bay Area, it's time for Bay Area Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Bay Area Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Delane Sims with Delane's Natural Nail Care. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Leah Davis Coaching, inspiring women of color to claim their wealth legacy. Welcome, Delane. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Lee. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us a little bit about Delane's Natural Nail Care. How are you serving folks? I am serving folks both um, who come to our salon for nail care and also serving my community, which I think is right um, neck and neck with what I love doing, um, both serving, again, my my clients um, who actually are part of this sort of Delane's Natural Nail Care ecosystem that allows us to um, really go a lot further um, in helping support my community than than most um, nail salons. <laughs> but um, as far as uh, sort of my journey um, towards uh, beginning my business, I, I started my business sort of as a means to an end on a couple of fronts. And one was as a single mom at the time, I wanted to create a, a business that would allow me to um, work my schedule around my family. And um, and at the same time, I wanted to provide a, a service in my community that um, I heard, um, I heard that uh, I heard the cries and um, that there was a, a need for um, not just a regular nail salon, but one that would be able to take uh, proper care, more from a medical perspective uh, of of the nails. And um, and so I, I jumped right in and I've been loving it for the last 22 years. <laughs> so now when you say medical standpoint, can you explain what that is? Yes. Um Thank you for asking, because a medical manicures is a little bit of a, a unicorn um, in in the field, in the nail care field. When I before I even received my license, while I was in manicure school, I consulted with doctors, primarily podiatrists, because I wanted to know more about the health of uh, the hands and the and especially the feet. These doctors um, that I interned with and I consulted with um, gave me a wealth of knowledge and information that I was able to immediately incorporate into my business um, from the moment I received my license. So from before I started my um, my business to now, I work with directly work with and consult with uh, podiatrists as well as other doctors. Um, even chiropractors, because um, working with a variety of doctors, it helps me to have a greater insight into foot care. So what that means essentially is that there, there are people who have, for example, diabetes, and um, which is um, which is prominent in in my community. And when the doctor says, you know, take care of your feet, they think it means to just go to a nail salon. And really, that's probably the last place that a person wants to go is to a nail salon, uh, because if that person is poked, um, especially with a tool that is not clean, 
they will then um, they can get an infection and that infection can lead to uh, an open wound not healing. It can lead to uh, amputation of the toes or the foot or the even the leg and, and it can even be worse than that. And again, this is sort of the cry that I heard from my community that there were people who needed specialized care, but there weren't um, places where they could get that specialized care. Because either you think you should go to a manicurist, which is who is not qualified um, if they're not under a doctor's direction to provide the level of care that a diabetic needs, or um, they're um, at a place where and let me just back up and say we're sort of in that middle ground where we're not podiatrists, we're not medical professionals, but we're, we work under um, a podiatrist direction. Um, and, and again, that, that person who wants to take care of their, their feet uh, properly, they may, um, they may do something inadvertently that makes their situation uh, worse. And then with a, a podiatrist, a podiatrist is really more of a surgeon. Um, they don't do quite the handholding that um, that a medical manicurist would do. We would see that person more often. We'd soak their feet. We'd massage their feet. We, you know, we take care of the dead skin that's on their feet. Um, things like that are very important because if dead skin builds up on a person on a diabetic's feet. Um, it's not just dead skin. Underneath that dead skin, um, sores can develop if that skin is not removed properly and and maintained. So, um, so medical manicures will would help with with um, not just diabetics, but also those who have thick toenails, fungus, um, who have very thick callus, uh, and there there are some people who have had injury to their to their toes. And um, and we can also help cosmetically with um, their toes, look, toenails looking um, more, quote unquote, normal. So um, so there's a lot that a medical manicurist does to um, make our clients be healthy and even look look pretty at the same time. <laughs> so now was there something that drew you to kind of elevate the practice that you're in to this level, which you mentioned it is a unicorn. This isn't like a typical a nail salon experience. Really? It sounds like it's very, um, you know, it's more intimate. It requires a higher level of professionalism. It requires working with, you know, medical practitioners. There's a whole next level element to your practice. It was did something happen that drew you to that side of the business rather than a, a more typical nail salon? Yeah, yeah, something did. It was um, the first day that I um, opened my textbook up and during manicure class. And when I opened the book, um, there was this, uh, you know, this stop sign and um, it was a notice saying, um, you know, essentially the reason you're in this class and you're on this journey to get your manicure license is because people's health is at stake. The state governs us and guides us because if we're not doing the right thing, a person can transmit hepatitis in a nail salon. They can injure someone 
And I thought, wait, whoa, what, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought, you know, going to get your nails done was just a beautification process. Oh, my nails, I want them to be pretty. Um, but when I opened that book and I read that information, I thought, wait a minute, this is true. We are regulated for a reason. And it is about the safety of those we serve. So I delved deeper into, you know, well, what what are the other safety or health issues out there? And my research yield um, that African-Americans, um, which I'm African-American and, and I'm serving my community, um, largely are those who have diabetes and are more susceptible to having problems if they go to nail salons. I learned that um, there are people who have actually been hospitalized because they went to a nail salon that um, wasn't clean. There are people who have um, been scarred for life because of receiving um, a pedicure that resulted in them having sores on their legs that were just so um, so deep um, that they were they there was no real recovery completely from those those um, those experiences. So I the the deeper I I you know the my research um, went it took me to these places where. I just felt that I had to um, stand up um, in my community as well as just as a nail salon that would promote um, a healthy environment and not just for the the feed, not just for in a physical way, but also mentally. I mean, a lot of the women that I see, they are really burning the candles at both ends. I see CEOs who are um, also moms and who are taking care of their elderly parents. I see um, women who are just really spent. And um, when they come in, um, I wanted to come, them to come into a space where they could actually really exhale. So for that reason, I started my salon by having private space, private rooms where no one was ever um, kind of sort of pushed into a congregation of folks um, or um, put on display in a picture window. <laughs> um, but they would actually be able to have um, a tranquil space to just stop um, and, and really enjoy their service. So I place a lot of emphasis on the massage portion of the service um, I do light reflexology with every service um, where it's where I can. And I really appreciate how over the years I have clients who've been with me throughout the entire journey of, of my being in business. And they have expressed to me over and over how the service has not just elevated them in terms of their foot care, but it has helped them to be more centered and grounded in life. And, and so that has, that has just been um, another byproduct of the work that I do and, and just what it has meant to others. I, I totally love um, making a di difference, not just transforming feet, but um, helping to shift and transform lives. And whether it's my uh, clients or the organizations that I've created, the nonprofits I've created, I've just enjoyed um, this journey immensely. 
And I think that's great advice for the emerging entrepreneur that's out there that um, to really differentiate yourself, a way to do it is what you're doing is to really immerse yourself into the community and become this kind of socially responsible company and elevate the services by kind of digging deeper into the community and finding creative ways to serve them in ways that maybe they didn't anticipate from a service. Yeah. And I think Lee, that it, it, it should be organic. You know, I, I, I don't, think that a business should approach supporting the community from a tactical perspective like oh well this is what's going to make my business you know grow is you know or be popular um because i think you should just think about what you care about what is it that you want to do to make a difference um period and and then um and then I think when you approach uh, your business from that perspective, that everything, you know, sort of will come together. And and for me, I shared um, that I started my business because I was a single mom, but I also uh, had been a teen mom and um, I was thrust into um, a situation where uh, my first husband um, left me with four children. Um, unfortunately was a victim of the, um, the crack cocaine epidemic. And I was, you know, thrust into poverty and it was really daunting, very difficult time in my life. And I wanted to make sure that when I got to a place in my life, um, where I was able to give back, I wanted to make sure that the next woman who was a single mom or teen mom, would have um, support in a way that I didn't. And to have um, community support, to have people who know the road traveled, um, to give back, to to reach back and to, to try to pull someone else along, um, you know, that has always been a desire of my heart. So I started a nonprofit right within my sort of the nucleus of my business where I reached out primarily to African-American single mothers, although we help every mother and those who are not yet mothers, um, but specifically African-American women, we focused on them because of the disparities across the board, whether it's health, um, financial, just the disparities are just so great. And I wanted to um, just create this nonprofit to give single mothers this opportunity to not just, you know, have baseline support, um, to know where to go to get food and clothing and that kind of thing, but to sort of be able to look in the mirror and determine who are you and who do you want to be as a parent, and then to provide women with resources, um, hands-on resources, workshops in every area um, that we could, such as financial literacy, um, parenting classes, um, etiquette classes, whatever it took to make sure that these women were the best moms they could be and to just really break generational cycles and start um, and start their children on a path um, that will help them to um, to grow and to thrive and that really 
that really answers a lot of the the challenges we have in our society. If we can, you know, start at the beginning of issues rather than at the end. Um, So that was just a passion. That was just something I've always wanted to do. And then I care so much about the elderly. And um, that's primarily because I was born to a father who was elderly. (laughs) He was pretty far up in age. And as a matter of fact, my father, Andrew Frank Hatch, he passed, um, when he passed in 2016, he was the oldest man in the world at 117 years old. Wow. And and he lived on his own until he was 115 years old. And when I say live on his own, I mean, in his own apartment and making up his bed and doing his laundry and jumping on a scooter and going downtown to what he called metal, <laughs> metal with people. Um, but I've always cared for elders. And so with my business, I was able to volunteer my services, um, to go to senior centers, provide foot care for seniors. Um, it, without proper foot care, a lot of seniors are susceptible are more susceptible to falls. Um, Oftentimes, seniors are battling with so many uh, health issues and so many different things that the feet tend to be the last thing that people pay attention to. And oftentimes, um, the feet are a window into the health conditions of a senior. Uh, We can look at the feet and see if there's neuropathy there, if there's um, discoloration, if there's sores, if there's, there's the feet can really tell us a lot about um, the health of a person. And if we take better care of our elders' feet, it can actually mean uh, better overall health for our seniors. So, um, so again, you know, I sort of just took what was innate, what were, what were those things that I was passionate about, that I cared about, and, and they folded, all folded in to my business because they are an extension of who I am. So again, I just think that, you know, not, you know, approaching one's business in a contrived way that, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, create a a community niche, (laughs) but to just show up as, you know, authentically who you are and what you care about. And you'll find a path from your business model to the things that you care about that can impact um, your community. Well, um, congratulations on all the success and the impact you're making in your community. What do you need more of? How can we help you? Well, um, I have to say that um, during the the pandemic, um, you know, we all, of course, around the world, um, you know, experienced so many different things. And uh, one of the things that became, you know, very clear is that, um, you know, my, my nonprofits, um, you know, definitely um, took a blow. And, and those, you know, nonprofits um, that I have, one to support women and one and their families and one to support elders, um, who are primarily home uh, alone, um, sort of marooned away in their homes, um, we we really were um, uh, underwater with with trying to get um, 
the proper support to to everyone. And it, you know, tragedy kind of shows up, you know, cracks, and it also shows up good things. <laughs> uh, so there were some good things that were revealed um, so for sure uh, during the the pandemic, but there was definitely some things that came to the fore that said, I definitely need more support in our organization. So we definitely um, uh, can use more donations, um, financial donations, uh, volunteers uh, for our nonprofits um, so that we can continue to do this work um, based on uh, the enormous need that's that's there. Well, uh I mean, your story is amazing, and it is just a gift you're giving your community. I hope they appreciate you as much as we do, For and thank you for sharing your story. It's tremendous achievement. You should be so proud. Your father, I'm sure, was so proud. And it's a gift you are giving your community. So I just want to say that uh, we appreciate the work that you're doing, and we're proud to share your story today. Well, thank you so much, Lee. I really thank you for allowing me to share um, what I do and what I love. And then uh, is there a way if people want to learn more about what you got going on? Is there a website? Yes, um, we have a website, D-N-N-C, Steps to Success. And that's D-N-N-C-S-T-E-P-S. And that's T-O to Success uh, dot com. And um, at that website, uh, you can definitely learn more about uh, the work we're doing in the community. And then is there a website for the salon? Yes, there is. It's delanesnails.com, and that's D-E-L-A-N-E-S-N-A-I-L-S.com, delanesnails.com. All right. Well, thank you again for sharing your story today. And again, you're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lee. And, and have a wonderful and blessed day. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Bay Area Business Radio. 